a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. A lot of news happening uh, in Utah and across the country. Uh, a lot of fireworks going on uh, back in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're going to continue to watch those very closely uh, throughout the afternoon. We are expecting uh, shortly a vote in the U.S. House of Representatives. It's a resolution condemning President Trump's remarks. Uh, led by House Democrats. And so we're going to see how that uh, vote plays out, if that goes strictly upon party lines. Uh, we have learned from some of our sources uh, that Representative Ben McAdams uh, will vote for that resolution when that comes to the floor. Uh, so we'll be monitoring that and uh, looking for a response uh, coming off of that in terms of what that really means. Uh, we're going to break it down a little bit today in terms of uh, what all of this really means, how much of this is a distraction, how much of this is politics as usual, how much of this really does get to the core of racism in America and and uh, white nationalism, how that all plays out. Uh, so we're going to continue to to follow that closely as we go through the afternoon. And as a reminder, we have uh, an extended version of Inside Sources uh, go all the way till three o'clock when Jeff Kaplan will pick up the baton and get you safely home today. Uh, so stay with us here on KSL News Radio. As always, if you want to join us and uh, chime in with your thoughts on any of our topics today, uh, you can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union text line five seven five zero zero again five seven five zero zero only when it is safe. Uh, safety first, as always. And uh, so I want to pick up just a little bit, uh, just a moments ago, about 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, uh, made some statements uh, about uh, the president's tweets, about his little battle with uh, the squad, as they are known, the four freshman uh, congresswomen. And uh, obviously, this has been going back and forth since Sunday. Uh, but this is the first time we've really heard something significant from Leader McConnell. Uh, and this is what he had to say. The most uh, vile accusations and insults against our nation have become incredibly routine. And we've seen back and forth of the past few days. Most of you know Justice Scalia was my sort of all-time favorite. Uh, here's what he used to say. He said, I don't attack people, I attack ideas. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us. From the president to the speaker to freshman members of the House, all of us have a responsibility to elevate the public discourse. Our words do matter. We all know politics is a contact sport. But it's about time uh, we lowered the temperature uh, all across the board, all of us ought to contribute to a better level of discourse. 
All right, that's uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, speaking just outside the Senate chamber about 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, really the the first uh, statement, significant statement coming out of the leader's office uh, since the Sunday Twitter battle began uh, between President Trump and, and members, uh, freshman members of the House. And uh, it's, it's interesting to me, obviously Mitch McConnell knows how to play the political side of all of this, uh, and he did that. He said the right things in terms of, hey, let's bring the temperature down. It's it's up to all of us. We're all responsible to elevate public discourse. Uh, and we hear that from both sides. We hear that from Republicans as well as Democrats, uh, that we do need to elevate it. And uh, we're going to break this down a little bit as we go through the day today uh, to really look at what does that mean and how do we do that? We even saw that in the press conference yesterday uh, from the four freshman uh, members of Congress in their press conference. They started off by saying, hey, you know, don't take the bait. And then they proceeded to hook, line and sinker, take the bait. Uh, so we'll, we'll break that down a little bit in terms of uh, what that actually means and, and how that plays out. Uh, as Leader McConnell was, uh, again, just outside of the Senate chamber there, uh, holding a little mini press conference, as they often do outside of the uh, Senate chamber uh, there in the halls uh, at the Capitol, uh, he was asked the question about uh, President Trump specifically uh, and the question that uh, seems to be coming around and around and around, and that is, is the president a racist? And here is Mitch McConnell's response. You've stopped, sh- but you've stopped short of calling his comments racist. Well, the president's not a racist. The president's not a racist. And I think the tone of all of this is not good for the country. But it's coming from all different ideological points of view. That's the point. Uh, To single out any segment of this, I think, is a mistake. There's been this kind of rhetoric from a whole lot of different sources all across the uh, ideological spectrum in our country. All right, so that's uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican, uh, Majority Leader in the Senate, uh, really his first response uh, to the the president's Twitter battle over the weekend. Uh, he repeated several times there that the president is not a racist, uh, but stopped short of calling the statements racist <laughs> or of a race racially charged nature. Uh, and this seems to be the the real challenge for Republicans is is to how do you move around. Uh, what was actually tweeted, what was actually said. Uh, it's easy to start pointing fingers and placing and blame and shrugging shoulders and saying, ah, I wish you wouldn't do that or I wish this wouldn't happen. Uh, and at what point, at what point uh, is is there a, a brick wall? I, I had several people call me yesterday uh, and say, you know what, I've, I've supported the president, I've supported his policies, I've supported his uh, picks to the Supreme Court, I've uh, been trying to, you know, be positive uh, from a policy standpoint and a lot of people are just exhausted. Uh, and I had a number of people yesterday call me specifically to say, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. This kind of rhetoric, this kind of divisiveness in the country uh, just can't be tolerated in the highest office of the land. Uh, and so there there are people who are exhausted, uh, who are tired. The, the country is tired. Uh, and exhausted. And again, it's not just the president. Uh, this this is a uh, all sides are guilty uh, issue in terms of uh, the kind of rhetoric that we're having and what we're allowing to become commonplace in our public debate and discourse. And we, we just simply have to learn uh, to get beyond that. The president, of course, has doubled down again today. I guess it's a double down of a double down from yesterday uh, where where he's you know defending his position saying it was not a racist comment. He's saying that, you know, look what these uh, 
members of the House are doing uh, are you know socialist, communist, and so he's kind of going down that path. Uh, and and this is just a a vicious circle and a vicious cycle that is not good for the country. Uh, because what is this doing? This is preventing us from having the conversations we need to have about things like health care and immigration. We've we've got a crisis at the border that, guess what? we got to deal with it at some point. It, we are so past the breaking point. I don't know how we're even keeping things together down there. Uh, and in many cases, we're not. And, and so we, we've got to change the conversation. We've got to change uh, who's doing what, when, where, and how, and to whom. Uh, because that is not the issue. Each of us are responsible. So I will agree with Mitch McConnell on this point. Each of us are responsible to elevate the dialogue in the country, period. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to have uh, Kelsey Dallas from the Deseret News is going to join us live from the State Department in Washington, D.C. She is at a conference promoting religious liberty uh, there with Secretary of State Pompeo, Sam Brownback and others. Uh, so stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Inside sources. Behind the scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the extended version of Inside Sources. If you happen to miss uh, last Friday, and we're expecting to hear the fearless voice of uh, J Mac. Uh, he announced that uh, he is going on to some new activities, some new uh, exciting activities, I think, that you'll hear some announcements about in the not-too-distant future. Uh, so in the time being, I'm going to uh, fill in this slot from 1 to 3 o'clock every day uh, until Jeff Kaplan comes in and uh, guides you safely home during your commute this afternoon. Uh, so we're going to pick up uh, our conversation. We've been following, obviously, a lot of what's been going on uh, with the president's battle, we now have a uh, resolution condemning uh, the president's remarks in the House of Representatives that is now scheduled officially uh, for a vote at 5 p.m. Utah time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so that will be coming on. We have learned from our sources that uh, Representative Ben McAdams is going to vote in favor of that resolution condemning the president. Uh, we will continue to monitor that and follow that uh, as we go through the afternoon today. Uh, and uh, we're not going to do this for three hours. Uh, we're going to talk about this for one more segment. I want to get a couple more perspectives uh, in this battle, what it really means and what it's preventing us from getting to. And then we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about uh, Apollo 11. Uh, today is the 50th anniversary of liftoff uh, on the way to the moon. So we're going to break that down a little bit, uh, share some of uh, President Kennedy's vision uh, and really ask the question, what's possible in today's world? Can we get back to that kind of unifying challenge? Do we have any leaders anywhere, business, politics, or otherwise, uh, who could lead that kind of unifying vision and, and mission for the country? We're also going to talk about uh, how people come together uh, in conversations, uh, people who disagree. How do you have that uh, elevated dialogue in a little different way? We'll have some unique examples uh, for that. Uh, we'll also uh, tee into a, uh, a few interesting things from Arthur Brooks, uh, 
who talked about something that's becoming more important for me every day, and that is what happens when you uh, start to decline a little bit. What does that do for you professionally? What should you be focusing on as you advance in your career? So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to wrap up uh, during our uh, 2 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll be joined by Jenny Howe, uh, who has done some great work uh, in terms of teens and anxiety, a uh, big part of efforts that have taken place here at KSL and uh, with the Deseret News. So we'll talk about what summertime means in terms of stressors uh, and mental health uh, for teenagers and uh, those in their early 20s. We'll also talk about youth sports a little bit and specialization and the problems that that is creating, really an epidemic uh, of you know kids having ACL injuries at very young ages and uh, really complex surgeries and chronic pain uh, based on having to specialize in a sport at a very, very young age. So let's wrap up our conversation around the president, the president's battle. Uh, Just a reminder, if you've been somewhere under a rock or on vacation for the last few days, uh, you've got a battle brewing between uh, President Trump and four members of the House uh, caucus Uh, They call themselves the squad, uh, four freshman members there, and uh, that's been going back and forth uh, since Sunday. And the president uh, doubled down on Monday, quadrupled down today, and this is what uh, President Trump said about his comments. It's up to them. Go wherever they want or they can stay. But they should love our country. They shouldn't hate our country. So the president was really trying to reframe his comments about uh, they can go back where they came from, uh, which historically has has been a uh, uh, a term that's been used in many racial contexts. Uh, so he's trying to say, no, they they can go wherever they want. They can go back to their home states. They can go back to their home districts. They can go they can go wherever they want. Uh, and then the president said this. I think it's terrible when people speak so badly about our country. When people speak so horribly. So so the president really trying to to pivot. Uh, to, hey, this is this is about these four freshman members of the House who are saying horrible things about America, uh, who are definitely on the far left uh, of the political spectrum. Uh, they have a very socialist-driven agenda, uh, and the president's trying to undermine that in terms of saying, hey, look, this is – they're the problem. I'm not the problem. They're the problem. They're the ones who are, are calling out the country. Uh, and so it's a, it's an interesting thing. So if you watched yesterday, uh, these four freshman members of Congress, uh, all women, all uh, of color, ethnic backgrounds, uh, all citizens of the United States, three of them born in the United States, uh, and uh, they started off uh, with a, a statement from Representative Presley from Massachusetts, uh, and she said something that was really important, and then she proceeded to uh, do exactly the opposite. But here's what she said. I encourage the American people and all of us in this room and beyond to not take the bait. This is a disruptive distraction from the issues of care, concern, and consequence to the American people. Okay, so uh, so that was kind of her her tee up there in terms of hey, don't don't take the president's bait on this. She she was saying hey, the, the president is using this as a way to distract. Uh, House Democrats to create a division between these freshman uh, members of the House and uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and she she said repeatedly, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. And then she and her colleagues, uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Omar in particular, 
not only took the bait, they went hook, line, and sinker and used the same kind of language in reverse against the president, uh, describing all kinds of things that just did not even need to be said, uh, let alone said at a microphone in front of the House of Representatives. Uh, and so while they were saying don't take the bait, they they took it. They took it. And so the distraction that they warned against, they are now fueling with their own rhetoric. Uh, also interesting this morning, Senator Dick Durbin uh, from the Senate uh, had a very interesting statement as it relates to Leader McConnell, who we heard from just about an hour ago. The rules of the Senate make it clear that one man will decide if we speak out on this matter of principle. And that man is Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of Kentucky. I will tell you, he has been President Trump's greatest enabler. If you don't like the division in Washington, D.C., if you don't like what's happening to this country as we pit ourselves one against the other, I'm afraid that Senator McConnell has been the enabler of this president who has created in just two and a half years a division in America which was unthinkable before the last presidential election. I don't think Senator McConnell really has the will or the determination or even the political courage to step up, even in this clear case, and condemn the racism of the president's remarks. All right, that's Senator Dick Durbin from from Illinois. Uh, Again, condemning Mitch McConnell for not taking up this issue uh, on the floor of the United States Senate. Uh, so, again, really interesting. If you look at, listen to all the comments we've just blitzed through there. So you've got Leader McConnell uh, defending territory. You've got uh, Representative Presley uh, making her statement, Dick Durbin condemning McConnell. Uh, and, we're, and we're back into this vicious cycle that really takes us nowhere. Uh, so the only thing we know that is going to happen today, we will have a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives around 5 p.m. Utah time. Uh, it will be a resolution condemning the president's words and, and language and rhetoric. Uh, and again, that's uh, short of a censure, uh, which would be a very different animal if they went down that path. And from what I understand, what I'm hearing from Washington is that there's just not an appetite uh, on either side uh, to come together and actually censure uh, the president of the United States for his rhetoric. So uh, those will all be things to to watch and pay attention to. Uh, but again, we got to get to the things that are actually going to move the country forward. So when we come back, we are going to shift gears and we're going to talk about something that propelled the nation forward in a most extraordinary way. 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. Uh, really interesting insight on that. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio.